0: another episode of Behind the Visual, a podcast where I interview the people responsible for creating, putting together, and producing all the images and videos you see out in your world every single day. I am your host, lifestyle and advertising photographer, Mark Hansen. And today, my guest is senior freelance art producer, Ken Zane. Ken is a great guy. He has worked for companies such as Gap, Old Navy. He has worked for Leo Burnett. He's worked for Digitas and many others. It's going to be a great, fun time today. So everybody, um, welcome, Ken. So um, thank you, Ken, for agreeing to do this. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, um, thank you, Mark. Thank you. thank you for thinking of me. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad to be here. Absolutely. I follow you on Instagram and I saw that you, and I was thinking, um, you look like you'd be a great guy to interview. So I figured we'd give it a try and see what, see how it works out. Sounds great. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about you, man, how you got started, you know, what got you to the point where um, you became an art producer and kind of what led you up to where you are at this moment?
1: The long version or the edited?
0: <laughs> uh, whichever one you want. I'm yeah. good for either one. The one that's the most interesting.
1: <laughs> actually, Actually, my, my background's pretty much like all photography. Um, when I was about eight years old in summer camp, I was um invited to the dark room. And it was my first experience with photography, and I totally fell in love. I ended up just practicing as a hobby through high school. I eventually went to college for it. I went to FIT. I was a photography major. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. My my attraction was actually fashion. And I, I was lucky enough to work for a while. Um, at that point in time, I was doing so much of my own producing. I didn't work with a producer at the time, so I was literally doing everything from A to Z myself. And there came a point um, in my life where I just decided I I couldn't freelance anymore. And one of my friends who worked at McCann Erickson said, hey, Ken, listen, you know, you're basically producing all your own stuff. Um, Have you ever thought about becoming an art buyer? So I ended up meeting with um, a wonderful, wonderful woman at McCann Erickson, and she basically told me about the how it works, um, what the program is. I told her my background. And she really thought I'd be an amazing candidate. Long story short, she basically said, if I had a month to train you, I would totally take you on. Because you're totally at senior level, even though you'd just be starting as an artist." Oh, producer. wow. Yeah. And through some weird um, streak of luck, I ended up getting a call from a recruiter. Who said that he had a position upstate New York, and if I'd be interested in interviewing? Uh, sure enough, I went up there. It was Paleo Communications. Totally hit it off. Um, Guy Mastrian, who was the head creative there, um, really loved my photography background and just felt that I would be a complete asset to them. And then the rest is history. From there, I worked there for a few years. Ended up going to Chicago. I was at FCB. I was at Leo Burnett. Um, then I was in at Digitas in New York and Philadelphia with um unfortunately working for a wonderful manager, Lisa or Apollo, who was such an yeah. inspiration.
0: Yeah, I just talked to Lisa a couple of weeks ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She's she's really wonderful. And and that was it. So from there I've kind of run the gamut of healthcare, um, fashion beauty. We've worked with so many clients. I really try to stay on the pulse of what's happening with photographers and reps. So I'm constantly out there. I do a lot of portfolio reviews um, on the IPA jury. So basically I'm I'm jurying three times a year for the States, for Russia and and China, which is really fascinating. I see thousands and thousands of images. And then every year I I make sure to do the Palm Springs photo review. I think this is going to be my eighth year doing it. So it's a great opportunity to meet seasoned talent and new talent. Also an opportunity for me to look at um, people's video work and and motion, which is becoming more and more popular. Yes. Although, yeah, we, we can talk about that
0: later. Yes, absolutely. And yeah,
1: I love to see personal work too. I always encourage photographers um, to show me their personal work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think personal work. It's, it's nothing else that's fun to do. It's something you can do that's a little outside of – what the clients are asking for constantly and it it kinda of helps break up I think some of the monotony, especially if you are shooting stuff that's not always exactly what you want to shoot, but it's the stuff that pays the bills. You can do that uh, personal stuff on the side is, is a oh. nice little thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's actually-
1: really important. I, I love seeing I love seeing stuff. And when I say like not the norm, it could it could just mean that I don't want to see anything safe and stocky, a lot of photographers I find now are are so concerned about being safe um, because they want a job and they're afraid that people are gonna look at their work and be afraid to hire them for something that might be a, a little more casual in style. But I always say, if you see a photographer at a really high level and if you're a creative director or an art buyer and you have a project, you can always hone that photographer back. But if you're going to show me work that isn't as powerful at the beginning, you know, I might have as, as a, you know, art producer, I might have a harder time trying to sell you to my creative director and say, Oh yeah, maybe we could level this photographer up. It's easier to bring somebody down. Do you know what I'm saying? Right? Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I think if you can tell they're already at high end, you like, know, all right, let's back this down a little bit. But if, the lighting is not there, the the composition is not there, the feeling's not there, it's hard to bring that out in somebody where you can't already see it, yeah.
1: It's so true and vice versa. So if I see a a really amazing book that blows me away, and now I'm just talking is when I was working at ad agencies, if I see a really incredible book and I really like photographers, style and personality and I think they'd be right for the job. Before I introduce them to the creative director, I just might say, hey, do you have to happen to have any work that might be, you know, a little more lifestyle? Just keep that in your back pocket in case I need to show the creative director that you can do that as well. I rather show the best of the best. Right. And then the creative director says, okay, we love him. Let's try to sell him or her to the client. Um, see if they have anything that might be a little more lifestyle that would lend itself more to this campaign. And, and then I ended up um, coming to San Francisco. I've been dying to come here for years. Um, was offered a position um, for GAP working for Old Navy as a senior photo producer and went out on my own recently.
0: How often did when you were working, um, say, at Old Navy or one of the agencies, when you suggested photographers, how often was it like, did you have a, prefer, a preference for one and then you sold these photographers to the art director, creative director, whoever, how often did they take your advice or were there times where they just look at it and go, you know what, I appreciate you saying you like this person, but we're digging this work better. And was it half and half more in your favor or how does that work out?
1: It depends where I was working. I think when I was at Geppel, um, Navy, a lot of it really did come from the creative director and occasionally you could suggest someone and bring them in. I was able to bring a couple photographers in, which I was really happy about, Um, but I was really, really lucky because I was so respected uh, at Digitas and and Leo and FCB and especially Palio, where I would say a good 80% of the time, and that's eight zero, um, they would really listen to my recommendations and they would come to me and say, hey, we have this project coming up. Who do you think? Or can you find us um, 10 photographers to look at or 30? <laughs> <laughs> really and, and then you know, we narrowed it down to our top three. And it was, really, it was really wonderful because we would all kind of powwow together and, and hear each other out. And basically I was lucky enough that you know, 80% of the time, it worked out.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, I think that te- that speaks a lot to you and your ability to pick the right talent for the, whatever the job is.
1: It's really important. Yeah. and I think you have to get a sense of everywhere I started working, um, you have to get a sense of the creative director's eye. And I'm pretty quick to capture that. So once I know what they're really looking for, it's really easy for me to navigate. Um, We have so many wonderful source books out there and magazines and publications that I can go through and, you know, find the most appropriate um, photographer for whatever project it is that we're working on. And fortunately, I was able to work on such a diversity of projects that I was able to work with many different types of photographers. It just wasn't like, okay, you're at you know, team One Z can only work, look for car photographers. Right. Here I was kind of able to touch, I've been able to touch almost everything um, through the course of my career, which, which was very, very rewarding.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, I think it's nice to have that background too. That way, especially if you're freelancing right now as a senior uh, art producer, then you're not stuck. People don't look at you and go, "Oh, well, he's the guy we only, only want to get for the fashion shoots, or he's the guy we only want to get for the pharmaceutical, or whatever it is." So, you can you've done it? Kind of all of it, I think, is a huge advantage exactly. to being an art producer. When you were with um over there at Gap Navy, did you guys were there certain like high end like the top one percent? These celebrity famous photographers that you guys worked with, or were you working on? more like guys that were higher end but maybe not be a household name kind of thing or was it a combination or just whoever was best it's
1: definitely a combination and and they really really looked for like top 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 talent so we yeah
0: great people yeah i didn't know if they were like hiring bruce weber over there or uh oh yeah you know, that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't even know if Bruce Weber would do that.
0: <laughs> I don't, mean, man. I heard a story, and I, this is just a story, so I don't know if it's true or not. And it's, it was about David LaChapelle, and uh-huh. that um, JC Penney had hired LaChapelle to shoot for them a few years ago. Wow. And that he was on set, and one of the art directors tried to tell him what they wanted, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, he pretty much told them to get off set, and that yeah. they had hired him to shoot his style or what he does. So he made everybody leave except for the models and his assistants and he shot what he wanted. So I don't know how true that is, but from some other stories I've heard about him, it sounds like it could definitely be true.
1: Yeah, that could be true. And I think a lot of the the markets changed and the industry's changed. So I think a lot of photographers who wouldn't do certain jobs at one point in time have started to understand the nature of what how the business has evolved and that you can't be as picky as photographers were in the 80s and 90s
0: oh absolutely yeah i think it's completely changed i remember when i first started shooting i had not really assisted anyone and i got a job for a small small little um, imprinted sportswear company and all the jobs I'd heard, you know, all the stories I'd heard about photographers, you know, and all these celebrity, these high-end photographers, I thought, well, all right, you know, I'm the photographer. I'm the most important person on this set today. You know, they hired me, so they're going to, you know, love me and they're going to do whatever I want. (laughs) I learned real quick, that's not the way it works. When um, you are shooting for a small company and nobody knows who you are. So, it was it, at least it was a nice little um on a low end like a learning curve a little little learning lesson for me to learn that uh when I go on set now, I do what they want me to do i have my I have my opinions I have you know I tell them what I think we should do or what I don't think can be done or whatever, but the way I look at it as, is I'm there to say you're the one who put me in the mix for this job. My job is to do my best to make that client as happy with whatever the final image is. So I make you look good. So they love you for bringing me in and you love me for making them very happy. And then we all get to you know work together again sometime down the road.
1: Exactly, and, and the bottom line, and this is probably like 90% of the time, you were selected for the job because they like your eye, so they, they do want your creative input. They still have to follow what the client wants. So if you're working yes. with, you know, ad agency, the creative director definitely wants your eye, but the client may be looking for something specific. So it's kind of a little bit of a, a dance between, yeah. you know, the three of you, and and just to keep everybody happy. But you can also always um, shoot what they want and just say, hey, you know, I just had this great idea. I know we captured the image what do you think if we try this and I find that's always a nice approach because at that point the client has uh, is satisfied and would be open to seeing other things and then they kind of get excited about it and if it's something they really like they're like oh my god I didn't think about that thank you so much Mark that's wonderful
0: yeah. that's usually what I like to do because there are a lot of times while I'm shooting, I'll see something that's like, Oh, this would be cool if we did this. And so after we get and the client goes, you know, all right, we got it. Let's go on. I'm like, Hey, what if we try this real quick? Let's go over here and shoot this, or let's shoot that. And 90% of the time they, they agree to it. I've had once or twice where the client did not like the idea and uh, <laughs> just completely said, no, we are not going to do that. And I thought it was a very cool idea, but you know, in the end they're the client and exactly you you know if they don't want to shoot it they don't want to shoot it but i always like to suggest something if i see something which i think is fun you know and like i said 90 of the time the client agrees to do it and, and we shoot it and then whether they use it or not that all comes down to you know i guess multiple people making that decision there at the end sure so tell me Give me like a favorite shoot you've done or someplace really cool that you went or a favorite shoot that you just thought, this is really cool. I'm really happy I'm getting to work with on this project or with this photographer or this model or this hair and makeup person or whatever it was. Is there one shoot that kind of stands out in your mind? Yeah. I I don't... (laughs) And it's you don't re- have to mention names of the companies if you don't want to. Yeah, it.
1: it's really, it's really difficult to say because there are so many different aspects of so many different productions that I've worked on that have been so memorable. Um, the first one I ever worked on that was really exciting that that I can think of is I like to challenge myself, and I had never done a car shoot before, and all oh, yeah. of a sudden, with one of the biggest car photographers, we're in Los Angeles on a tarmac recreating like this really incredible um, concept, creative concept by my creative director where we actually had like a lineup of, I think it was like 20 cars and basically photographers up in a crane, like almost 175 feet up in the air shooting down. Um, Wow! It was, yeah, it was really exciting and it's something I had never done before, but then I've also worked on projects with photographers who were idols of mine, who believe it or not, were working on um, because the market's changed, yeah. things like Kmart and, you know, other types of shoots that they might not have normally done in the past. Um, but I've really had an opportunity to work with some fantastic photographers, um, new photographers as well, who it's always exciting when, when you are able to break in a new photographer or, you know, a creative directors open to working with somebody who might not be a seasoned uh, but again, it's a matter of finding the right opportunities to bring them into. But I, I pretty much have always found something I love on every project I've worked on. So a, a lot of them are memorable to me. And if I went through them, it would probably be like at least 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and probably like, good. Yeah and, lot times, yeah. and a lot of times it's your relationships with the creative directors too um, that makes it so memorable. Like when you really work together and, and you're, synergistically working it's it's just a wonderful you know feeling and to see the final product is always exciting i have to say um pharmaceutical is pretty safe um and and very there's a formula basically to your shoots so to me at the end they started looking very similar and feeling very similar but when you're working with a wonderful photographer who could really bring out that um, life and idea that the creative director and the client wants to portray, it's pretty rewarding. And then of course, um, there've been beauty shoots that I work on that that I've loved. And, and what makes them so memorable is not only working with great talent, but unfortunately having the challenge of trying to work with a very, um, small budget. And yeah. you're like, yes. oh God, how, how am I going to make this work? And then when it works, it's just like, Oh my God, it worked. I'm so excited. And then the end product is just something you're so proud of. I mean, I felt like that um, when I worked on um, Olay and that was actually um, for Lisa, my old manager at Digitas yeah. and it was such a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah, I bet. Do
0: you, when they do these, small these little small budget things and they come together, to me it's almost more rewarding than the the shoots where you have the huge budget because you had to work around all these little things to make it turn out the way it did. Oh, so absolutely. it's not as if you go, oh I got the budget. I can do whatever I want here and you know I can just make this happen where you got that small budget. Like, all right, well we gotta figure out how to how to do this in a way that saves us the most money but gives us the best the best shot possible. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a little more fun sometimes. Although I like the big budget shoots better for my, <laughs> my bank account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you, you know, the big budget ones
1: I have no problem with. I actually, you know, they're, they're wonderful. It's, you know, you can do whatever you need to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I just find yeah. now with the market, you're really, you know, once you have your, your budget, that's kind of it. It's set in stone and That's why when we're presenting to the client and we're trying to present estimates, I try to present the most, um, the estimates that make, that are the most realistic, actually. Right, yeah. Because I don't, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Gonna say I just don't wanna present something that's under. Um, I'd worked on a job where um, the producer before me actually underestimated a job that really should have been probably about a hundred grand higher. Oh, wow. Than, yeah. And I inherited that project and I had to make it work and we couldn't convince the client to spend any more money because already they had gotten that number yes. and we put through and allocated um, for this project. So there was really no wiggle room, unfortunately. So if I'm presenting, I try to make sure that there is a little bit of wiggle room because obviously um, estimates are going to go through cost consultants. And they'll go through a couple layers of reviews. And I want to make sure that there are areas that um, are buffered so that when we do whittle, we come to a very realistic place where the job could be done.
0: Well, that's smart. Because I think, how do you find working with cost consultants? Do are What are they basing their decisions on are they looking at other shoots that have been similar (laughs) or are they just pulling a number out of the air and or or is it one of these things because I literally had a client I swear that I gave them a number the producer came back to me and said they want to know if you can do it less for less and I'd already cut my my rate down because I wanted to work with them and I knew their budget wasn't big and so I go and this is a huge national international company and so I came back and said, I'll tell you what, drop it a hundred dollars a day. She goes, all right. She comes back to me 30 minutes later and says, that's perfect. They're great. They're happy. And it had, it was literally just to make sure that I would, that they could get me to come down was all they were trying to do. So I didn't know if it was some cost consultant that was just like, you know what? We haven't negotiated. So, and the producer had already told me, listen, they're not going to pay you whatever my original number was we had talked about on the phone. And she was just like, they're not going to do that. They're probably going to be more in this range. I said, okay, well let's do it for this. And then she came back and said, they want to know if you'll drop it. And she goes, I think you're pretty low already, but they just want to know. And I dropped it a hundred dollars and they were, they approved it. And I was just trying to figure out how does that work? I just completely didn't understand it. So I don't know if cost consultants are looking at shoots that have been done in the past for the same kind of deal or if they're just pulling it out of their butt and just going, you know what, let's see if we can get it for this.
1: I think it's a combination of both, to be quite yeah. honest. <laughs> my, my joke is that, you know, sometimes before I send an estimate to a cost consultant, I'm like, okay, let me guess what they're going to come back with. Oh, maybe we could change the catering where you could just order sandwiches for everyone on set. Um, or, yeah. or, or something like that. They're They're just trying to find a way of going back to the client and saying, hey, we went through these estimates and we were able to save you X amount of dollars. So they really look for things to tweak and generally good cost consultants know what the market is and they'll look at other estimates and go, oh yeah, he does need $6,000 for camera equipment or we do need a wardrobe um, stylist who's, you know, 1,500 a day or maybe they'll see the wardrobe stylist is 3,000 a day. And they're like, well, you know what? You're gonna have to find somebody who's 1,500 because you know, that, that'll help us bring this estimate down. So right. it kind of varies, so it could be anything um, throughout. But I've found the longer I've worked in the industry, a lot of cost consultants um, who partner with the art buyer and producer will have these conversations where I could go back to the consultant and say, hey, don't you think that it is realistic that we have a hairstylist for $1,200 a day and a makeup artist for $1,200? I would hate to bring in somebody who might not be as good because if the client's not happy with the results, um, it could really affect the photo shoot. Or to go back and say, hey, you know what? I, I agree. I think that, you know fifteen thousand um, dollars for equipment rental is too high. Um, let's see where together we can find a realistic number, and maybe it might go down to you know twelve
0: thousand or whatnot. right yeah, I can see how that would be nice to have that kind of relationship. yeah, and then sometimes it doesn't
1: work. Sometimes they'll just come flat out to you and they'll send you an estimate and they'll say, hey, I marked it up and this is where I think it needs to go. And then you have to have that conversation with the photographer or their rep or their right. producer and just say, hey, is this realistic? Do you think we could, you know, make this work?
0: How do and, you find that works on the end where say the photographer doesn't have a rep? Is it more difficult to bring that deci- that conversation up or is that even been no, an issue no, when you're working on it the- No, so no. On not- that-
1: not really, because a lot of photographers who don't have reps are still working with um, their line producers um, right. to get it done. So then that conversation happens with their line producer, or can also happen with them. Some photographers are really hands-on, but you know, in this day and age, there's so much going on. A photographer doesn't really have time to do their own production as well. It's not like when when I was way back in my day when when you do that now it's it's completely different there's so much going on so whether definitely a lot to handle yeah and yeah whether they have a rep or not so that conversation usually happens with the photographer and their producer anyway as opposed to the agent
0: does it make a difference to you when you're when you're looking at photographers if they have a rep or don't have a rep or are Um, you just looking at no
1: i find it yeah i'm looking at the work i find it easier honestly. to reach out to a, a rep but you know i've I've reached out to photographers too and worked with them i think um we're just so used to in in the industry working with reps um, yeah we speak with them first and go to the photographer and a lot of times the photographer's pretty busy they're you know shooting jobs or trying to get jobs so it's nice to be able to reach out to a rep who's available um almost instantly as opposed to you know, emailing a photographer, calling him, leaving messages, and then they might not get back to me for a day or two because they've been so busy. Right, yeah. As opposed to reaching out to a rep will get back to me and, and let me know what his or her schedule is like, if they even are available for the dates of the shoot and, and whatnot. So it does work both ways, but I'm not afraid to work with photographers who don't have reps. And photographers who are looking for reps sometimes um, I'm getting that a lot now. They'll call me and say, Hey, do you know anybody? Any I'm looking for a really good rep. Do you know anybody who might be looking for um, t- to fit my cat my category of photography So yeah,
0: well, I would think you know you've you've been around. you you know your deal, so it's probably you're probably a good source for that for some of the photographers looking for reps. yeah, and there's so many good reps out
1: there right now. Don't just be limited to one form of marketing. I think the more people see your name out there, the better. It's kind of like editorial. That's why I tell photographers, don't forget about editorial, because every opportunity somebody gets to see your name is an right. opportunity because eventually it sticks and the client or a creative director or art director might say, hey, I know that name. I don't remember where I know it from but but i've seen their work because it just it, it starts to connect every time somebody sees you name
0: and your oh yeah i think so too uh to the point where almost where when i do editorial work now um i was just asked the other day it's like what they wanted my byline to be i gave i told them to just put my website <laughs> i figured because instead of using my name i was like just go with com. how about we we, we try that Right <laughs> if you like it, then you can just look it up because so, there's some other dude named mark Hanson. he 's in San Francisco and he 's a photographer, and we do not shoot anything alike. Um, his personal page is a looks like a black and white cross of yeah, Marilyn manson meets not have you seen it yeah. yeah yeah
1: oh yeah, I was trying to um, peek at your site to see about googling it instead of just like clicking through your um, email yeah. and There was a, I was like, oh, I didn't know Mark shoots weddings too. So there's Uh a wedding photographer Mark Hansen. And then there's another Mark Hansen out here in San Francisco. And there's one more. And then I think there were a couple that are S-E-N, so Hansen.
0: Yeah. And there's a guy in New Jersey who's a country singer. Mm -hmm. And there's (laughs) a bishop, I think, with the same name. Oh, wow. So, um yeah, I actually had a client call me one time because I had just gotten a new rep and was telling the client about it. And the client called me a week later and said, hey, what's going on with your website? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I just pulled it up and it's really weird. And I said, where'd you go to? And they went, Mark Hanson Photography. I was like, no, 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 I'm Mark Hanson Photo. And they're oh, well, thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow, they have, your rep has completely changed your work. Uh, wow. in the direction you're going in Like now. So yeah, I'm trying to ask that dude years ago. I was like, I will give you a $1,000. And I think this he'd only had the name for maybe six months. Like if you will give me that, you know, URL, and he he wouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, so he refused. So how do you find photographers and, and reps and that kind of thing? directors? Do you? Is it something where you're looking at emails? Or is it something where you're looking through like at edge or just yep.
1: Yeah. It's a combination of a lot of things. Um, I, I might be going through adage, edge. I'll look at emails. Um, I used to get a lot of promo cards and promo pieces in the physical hard mail. Right. And if I saw something I liked and it stuck out, I would reach out to that photographer or save it for when an appropriate project comes up.
0: You know, how many of those did you get a day when you were over at Gap Old Navy?
1: It depended not, not, too many at Gap Old Navy because it's marketing and it's pretty specific to um, fashion. Yeah. So it was not that much, but I did get, receive some beautiful, beautiful promo pieces that were more of booklets and wow. large posters, which was really nice. But when I was at the ad agencies, I, I received a lot. I mean, my yeah. mail was full, <laughs> but it's hard to redo those. And Emails, you know, we get blasts all the time. I, I oh, tell sure. people because like a lot of the um, email um, programs might do blasts of like 15 at a time. Mm-hmm. So you're inundated with that. But I found that to be better um, because of all the feedback from our producers. It, it's easier for us to see like, you know, one or two at a time. Um, generally, I would have enough time to depending how busy I was to maybe go through 15 of those a day. And some days there was just no time and I can only go through two or three, but I would bookmark them so I can go back to them for reference. And if I do like something, I would, I would definitely like bookmark it under like high priority. So when a project does come up last second, which they do so often. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm, I'm like, I don't have to scramble. I'm like, Oh great. I have these, 10 people who I'm dying to work with. Um, I would go through workbook two through their website. I would look at communication arts and, you know, there are a lot of publications out there. And, And sometimes there was a time when I had the luxury of just like where I would do it on the weekend, go to a newsstand and just go through magazines and if I had a pen and a little pad on me, just write down some names of photographers that impressed me. And then I could look up who their rep is and reach out to them or, um, Google them and try to find their contact info.
0: Yeah, Google made it a lot easier, didn't it?
1: It did. It,
0: yeah, it's changed a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just getting ready to ask you something. but I totally blanked on what it was. Now <laughs> It had to do with... It happens. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it'll come back to me at, at some point down the road. But, um, so... How you feel about photographers not having motion? I know a lot of people ask for it, and but I was looking through some websites the other day of some different reps because I was just kind of looking for inspirational stuff, and there were quite a few that didn't have any motion at all. And I was just wondering, and I know that's a hu- it's starting to become more and more of a thing. And I mean, I've been asked about it. I'm getting asked to shoot stills next to motion. I'm getting asked if we can bring motion in with it. So I didn't know. Um, how you feel about one way or the other with motion or without it? My point of view has changed
1: recently um, because there was a point probably about seven years ago where clients started asking photographers, they wanted photographers to have motion and they wanted them shooting and doing the motion at the same time, which made a lot of sense to me because then the styles are the same. So if you're doing motion that's tied into a campaign, a print campaign, it feels the same. It's the same light. It's the same eye. Right, yeah. In those circumstances, I think it's wonderful. There was, um. Well, w- actually, one of my favorite shoots was working with a, a really um, very, very, very well-known photographer who was only doing stills, but we wanted him to do a, a video component um, with the people who we shot portraits of. And we just felt that it would be the best way of tying in that campaign. And it worked out seamlessly, but I've also been on shoots where they're asking a photographer to shoot and do some motion on the side, which might not truly correlate to the campaign. So I started seeing how that would take up so much time and put so much pressure on the photographer to accomplish both in one day or both in two days, that I started going (laughs) to the idea of I like, I don't mind the fact at all if a photographer just shoots stills and we brought somebody else in to do the motion. Again, it depends on the campaign, but I don't think, and I know so many photographers are feeling pressure that they have to do video as well. I don't think it's necessary. Okay. It's a nice to have, but right. it's not necessary. So if you're looking for, you know, a motion guy and a still shooter and you're really focused on a still campaign then that's fine you're you're still going to get the job
0: I guess you could always do something where if it needed to have that same feel maybe even if the photographer doesn't shoot motion maybe you guys bring in a crew and then he directs it or something like that because it would still have
1: the director of photography
0: yeah yeah that makes life a lot easier too I think as the photographer where you're not having to worry about you can just direct it instead yep. of having to sit there and try to figure out how to shoot it and light it. And most of the time, I think if, well if you're shooting stills or if you're shooting video, if you, anyone all have the same feel and same lighting, there's not a huge difference um, in how to light it. I don't think a lot of times, maybe a little bit because we did one well, so we did, we did do one where I was shooting stills and it was to match the video that was being shot. And they were shooting it all on green screen so we had to see what they were shooting and they had to basically grab us a still of what they were shooting and then brought it over to me and then we matched the lighting so when we did it it all looked the same so when they put it up you know put their still ads up and then they had on the website and wherever else they were putting them and it matched so it matched the motion perfectly sure yeah which that was fun i actually enjoyed that um tell me what do you love about being a producer what's like the best part of it for you because it's not a fun job for me that's why I (laughs) (laughs) prefer to have a producer (laughs) I'd rather concentrate on shooting so what about producing uh, really gets you going I I think when you're working with
1: a great team and a great crew and um, creative people it's so fulfilling when you really make something work and and watch something come together Uh, especially from that I love to be Part of the process from beginning to end. So I, I love being part of the creative process where they're coming up with the concepts and and we're thinking about what they're going to do. Is this going to be an illustration project? Is it going to be photography? What kind of photography, is stylized or whatnot? And going through the process of finding the right talent for the job and presenting. Do you have them.
0: a lot of input on that part as far as. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been lucky. Cool. I mean, really, really more so when I was working. At, at the ad agency end. Um it's a okay. pretty 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 different um, animal when you're working in marketing and, and you're at the client side. So it's, it's so it's very, not
0: something where the, the creative director or art director comes to you and goes, Hey, we're gonna do a shoot for X client. Here's what we're thinking, here's the concept, find us somebody who can shoot it and handle putting it all together. You have more input on it as sounds like. It,
1: yeah, from the the ad the ad agency side, right? Getting it so fast and furious. And a lot of times, your creative director will probably come up to you and say, "Hey, I want to work with, you know, this photographer," and um, you know, put them on hold, and and then you you go from there.
0: Okay. So, do you like? I don't know what. I'm... <laughs> what about the mundane stuff about being the producer, like booking flights and hotels? Do you handle all that kind of stuff, booking catering and or? Do, or
1: I I've actually been lucky enough that I've not ever had to handle um, booking other people's flights or hotels, except if it was like as a one-off favor to a creative director who needed you know didn't right. need me to put a credit card down and hold a hotel room for them. Um, a lot of times we would all book, we would all book our own flights and hotels. Um, uh, obviously if we wanted to stay together, I would hold, you know, a block of rooms for us. Right. Um, but I have never really had to do a lot of that, um, a lot of that work.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will get <laughs> c- catering recommendations though, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're working with a outside producer, I might say, "Hey, these are these are my favorite caterers in New York or L.A. or you know wherever we're, we're going." Yeah,
0: well, that's important. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very important to have some decent food on set for sure. You don't you don't want that nasty food showing up. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. when you're on a, when you're on a long shoot. I mean, All you right. Part, I, you go ahead.
1: Part, you're just finding finding the right talent um that's a lot of fun whether it's you know the right makeup artist stylist you know illustrator um it's 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 really it's fun so
0: do do you handle the models as well and as far as hair and makeup styling that kind of thing is it something where you're making that decision are you asking photographers who they like to work with or if they're teams or It it
1: really, really, again, it really depends because it it was very different working in marketing and at the client side, because we would have our favorite models and Mm -hmm. basically, you know, our creative director or, you know, head of creative would ultimately decide who we rebook for each project um, from an advertising. And it ended up always becoming a combination of I would recommend to the client and who the client ultimately decided on, uh, especially when I was working with Coca-Cola a lot. We would do wonderful castings and it it would take a couple days to really narrow down our top choices and send them over to the client. And ultimately the client would really select who they felt um, represented the brand best um, we would always have our input, but it was always the client's final call.
0: Were you doing in-person castings, or are you doing just like by cards and images, like in, kind nothing? Of in-person,
1: because yeah. you never know how old a, an image is on a a model's card. I mean, right. you could actually do an initial pull by cards and right. see like who you want to see in person, but ultimately, you do want to see them in person. And a lot of times we'll ask for video because we want to see their personalities and, and see how they would work on film.
0: Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because a lot of times in-person castings are nice because you can tell when you get that model in front of you. First of all, yeah, like you said, if that picture is old or not old, and then you can tell if you can think you'll be able to handle working with them for two, three, four days or whatever, you know, it may be at the time. Exactly there are definitely some that I've seen like, ah, this model would be great. Let's, let's see them. And then you meet them in person. Like, okay, that's going to be a little boring or hard to deal yeah. with for the next couple of days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that also gives you an idea of what kind of, if you've seen a couple of people, you might see them all together in the waiting room. You might see them sitting on the side and sometimes they interact with each other and you can see who interacts really well together and, you never know, you might get lucky and just go, Oh yeah, we're looking for a couple. Those two have been, you know, incredible together and, and their personalities really jive. And then you know that if you are in that one day or four day shoot, that you know, there will be a sense of camaraderie.
0: Yeah. And that's a huge thing, is the models getting along together. And I've noticed in a couple of shoots recently, it's we'll have these models and they get along well, but there's always one or two that stand out. You know above above the rest as being like having a, a great personality and they kind of bring the rest of them along and you you look at the shoot while you're shooting you're like, thank god i have that model that's on this shoot because otherwise this probably would not have turned out quite as well as it's, as it's going right now so it's nice i think like you were talking about if you can see them sitting there waiting to come in that definitely gives you a little advantage on the bookings it's so true it's so true. So tell me this last question. I'll let you go. Um, but what is the strangest thing or weirdest little something that's happened to you in this business? Oh, God. Something where you're just like, wow, I can't believe that happened or that was just <laughs> weird. <sighs> you can, if you have yeah. more than one, you can talk so, about both.
1: <laughs> some part, I mean, it, it could be... It could be someone's personality or something that somebody says out of nowhere or a decision they made um, about casting that made no sense at all. That you're just like, what were they thinking? <laughs> or uh, or actually, no, there have been some locations that we've shot, shot at and, you know, I'll see the photos afterwards and I'm just like, my God, why did we fly all the way out to, you know, new york city to shoot this when this could have all been shot locally in studio i'm not even seeing any part of the environment
0: oh yeah i, I flew um from the east coast out to palma springs i think it was and spent literally four days or five days laying on the ground shooting up towards the sky because that's the angle the client wanted and we could have shot that anywhere because by the time it was all done, you really couldn't tell where we were. Oh,
1: so true, so true. We did a shoot where we went all, which I I didn't mind going to England, I loved it, but. I think that's
0: why we went to Palm Springs (laughs) because the client just wanted to go out to Palm Springs.
1: (laughs) We flew all the way out to England. We went to Cornwall, which was amazing. Um, And we ended up just doing this whole campaign that was shot on paths. And we came back and looked at the film. um, I literally was like, we could have shot this in Central Park in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Why did we go all the way over there? Now I wasn't complaining. We were all very happy to shoot in in London. We worked with a wonderful, wonderful photographer, um, had a great crew, great team of models. So it was a super positive experience. It was just at the end, it was just like, why did we spend that much money? We could have used that money added to our budget and have done more possibly. Right.
0: But, you know, sometimes you just want to do it. The client just wants to go wherever they want to go. And right. you know what? I don't complain. But yeah.
1: I wanted to touch on something you said earlier. I yeah. think it's beautiful that with, it's not wonderful about the coronavirus, but I know that people can't travel and they're stuck inside. And Mark, I think it's so wonderful that you've been taking that time to work on your portfolio and and some personal projects. I think every photographer right now should be trying to do that. It's like, how do we make the most of this time and and use our creativity in a positive way when all this is happening in the world? So I really commend you on
0: that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just can't sit around, you know, and I like to shoot. So, and I have ideas and it had been a while since I had tested anything and didn't shot anything for my, my portfolio that I was really happy with mm-hmm. and I had these ideas. And it seems I'd gotten to a point where my wife was like, you need to shoot something. You need to shoot something. I was like, yeah, I know. I'll get around to it. Cause nothing was really coming. I hadn't shot anything for myself in a while and it just went to, I don't know if it wasn't a priority or if I just wasn't that interested in it or whatever it was. But then I decided I was going to shoot something, especially with this downtime coming up. And then all of a sudden the ideas just start popping. So it was like, okay, let's shoot this. And then I had a stylist who's, you know, she's in the same situation where jobs are being canceled and we're sitting around like, okay, well let's shoot this. And then I would come up with other ideas. Now let's shoot this. So we just did three and we got two, three more They just start popping up. And all of a sudden I went from not really caring or wanting to shoot new stuff. I think I want to, it's just, it seemed like a lot of effort to put into something I wasn't overly thrilled about at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then once I started doing it, all of a sudden that energy, that thrill that used to be there had gone away I think because I was just shooting so much client stuff for so long had, um, started popping back out. And all of a sudden now I've just got all these other ideas that are popping up. So I'm ready to just keep shooting and it's great. Cause then I'm not sure how I'm going to, how I'm going to add these things to the website or you know right. to the portfolio, but maybe I added a little bit at a time. So it's not just like a whole huge new thing all at once. Um, or maybe I I do, I just do a big dump and like, Hey, here's all the new stuff I just shot. I haven't really figured that out yet. I'm, I'm talking to my reps about um, how we do that, you know, how we're going to add this stuff onto the site, where we're going to put it into the site, I guess, what we need to pull out, you know, all that kind of stuff. So
1: I'm enjoying okay. it. I would love to see it. Feel free to send some over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll send you some. Um, Probably, I'm finishing up on some retouching right now and we did motion on every single piece. So everything great. we shot, we did motion somewhere gonna, that's going to be a little bit longer. We're probably going to do a 30 second little motion piece off of each one as well and, and uh, add that to the website. Because I have some motion, but a lot of the motion I shot was a little different from what's on my website. It was a little darker, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it, some of it was happy and and this and similar to what I had on my website, and then some of it was a, a little darker, a little lit differently. And I think it was just, I don't know if it was just this, the mood I was in at the time I was doing it, or, or what the what the deal was. But um, I thought I kind of liked it, but it doesn't really flow with my my brand, I guess, at the moment. So, um, but yeah, I'll send you some of that stuff. Yeah, I'd love to see it yeah absolutely so how can people get in touch with you if they want to um you know they need a senior art producer
1: um by i should have a website and i'm working on that now they probably have to email me or or call me
0: okay do you want to get that out or do you want me to put on the thing or do you want to just look you up on linkedin or how do you want to do that
1: yeah, um, they could look me up on LinkedIn, and I could give you. You have my email address, so you could post. Yes, I do. Yep. Address. Yeah, you can post my email address. That's totally fine. Okay,
0: cool. I'll do that then.
1: Okay. that's All probably right. the easiest way. And then, and then I could set up a call with them and and see what they want and need.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Really All appreciate.
1: Right. Yeah, but I'm I'm working on my website too, so I got to get that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that can be a little bit of a pain sometimes to get it up. Although, um. The website I have now is actually, I didn't realize it because I did one, I paid some website, some consultant to go with me over and redo it. And he wanted me to completely redo my website. And I didn't realize all I had to do was just kind of change the template and so, I could post it when I wanted to. I actually went and redid a whole different one and then had to switch them out and it was a little bit of a pain, but then I found out, um, I'm using Squarespace and that I could just go on there and just change the template. And it gave me just, I guess, the um, the preview website that I could work on until I got it ready. And then it I just hit live and it just changes everything immediately. Wow. So that was that was nice. I wish I'd figured that because I did it with this guy and I paid this, this um, consultant about 850 or something like that to help me redo my website and change some things up. And then I swear I had three art producers from New York tell me that they didn't like it. <laughs> oh wow. wow. Yeah. And then I needed to do something a little bit different. So then I, um, I, I completely I got with my, my reps again and we went over some stuff and, a, and another friend of mine who's an art producer and went back and changed the whole thing from what this guy had done. And wow. I'm getting better yeah. feedback on it.
1: Oh, that's, that's great. That's really great. Yeah. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me through adage, they can basically go to the website to contact us. And what I can do right after this, Mark, is just email you my direct email for adage only. So anything else, anything for production, um, or freelance would be to my personal and then for adage, I'll give you that as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll put all that in the info. All right. Well, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, you doing this and for everybody listening, if you, uh, Enjoy the podcast, be sure and subscribe to it, like it, share it with all your friends. Let's get this thing rolling. Give me a million and a half followers. Let's do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Mark, thank you so much for your time. It was so wonderful speaking with you and I'm looking forward to seeing your new work.
0: Yeah, I'll send it to you. And thanks, for, thanks again for uh, agreeing to do this. I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you, have a great day.